Welcome to the Total Man podcast, a podcast designed to enlighten and empower young men on how they can be well-rounded to be their best in life. This podcast will help you to maximize your authenticity in order to live a life that is true to how your creator has designed it. I and my guests will share practical insights and nuggets that will help you break the glass ceiling of beliefs and limitations that has hindered you from becoming a well-rounded man. Episodes we lead fortnightly will help you understand how to live beyond the myths, limitations, and expectations placed on the male gender by yourself and society at large. I am your host, Oluwaseye Akinshola. Hi there, how are you? Welcome to the seventh episode of the Total Man podcast. Trust you well, trust you good. And today we're going to be, you know, having a wonderful conversation. You know, our topic for today is raising the male child rights. And there's no other person to do justice to this topic than Mr. Ebuka Eder. So he's, you know, he's, he's my guest for today and he's going to be doing justice to this. And I'm sure, you know, every, you know, male out there, every man, every father, every husband out there, you know, just get your seat and, you know, and get ready to listen to this wonderful conversation because we're going to be talking about how to raise the male child right. You're welcome, Mr. Ebuka. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be on this platform. Thank you for the amazing work you are doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So before we go ahead into the main, you know, the the, the, the main conversations, I would like you to introduce yourself. I would like my listeners to meet you. What's the essence of Mr. Ebuka? All right. My name is Ebuka Obika Ede. I'm a boys development coach. I'm very passionate about re- boys who are responsible and productive and who live responsible and productive lives. I've been working as a youth mentor and a boys coach for about about 10 years in the home and then streamlining into boys as God has called me. So I do a lot of work around mentoring, coaching, training boys around programs, conferences, academy, different programs and activities just to see that we raise the kind of boys we want to see. So I'm the Call me the boys, king of boys, the boys cook, <laughs> because that is what I do. I want to raise the next generation of boys that will change the narrative. narrative. Yeah. So good, so good, so good. Thank you. Welcome, sir. And Thank you very much. Next question will be, why why this spare? Why are you a boys? Was it like a, a story, <laughs> like the upbringing that led to this? Or was it, so what led to you becoming a boy coach? Because it's very rare. It's very rare. Thank yeah. you very much. For me, I think first of all, I would say God called me into this. Oh, and at this moment, I've left all to even do this because God said, this is paramount in my heart and in this end time, and I want to use you as a tool for this. So over the years, I've been working with teenagers for about um, 12 to 13 years. And as I started working with teenagers, I discovered there was a vacuum in the heart of boys, so even growing up myself as a boy i've seen that i've been in situations where i want to really deal with some certain issues but i'm not able to see somebody who understands people just see teenage boys are very stubborn really you know rough people rebellious you know and everything around them is just is that it's trouble people just feel we don't have emotions we don't have you know we, we can figure it all out together 
But growing up as a boy, I knew that was not the case for me. I needed to connect. I needed to ask questions, you know, and I couldn't really find that platform or that person. Okay, so when I started working with teenagers, I saw that vacuum. I saw a lot of young boys who were going through deep issues they couldn't talk about. And I started having interest. It was just like a body. And with time, I see a lot of boys coming with the issues. I'll see boys broken, crying, you know, I'm struggling, sexually abused, I'm going through this, nobody understands, you know. And I just see boys finding, you know, that safe space in me. And over the years, I started seeing a lot of boys coming around me. I started doing programs, you know, just working. And the more I was doing that, the more I was finding joy and fulfillment. Especially for boys who don't have father figures, you know, just like a magnet. They just, you know, God just brings a lot of them. So I saw that that vacuum was really affecting them mentally, socially, psychologically you know they needed a male they can look up to to model you know manhood that will model manhood to them in a very appropriate way and it was they were missing even those that had their fathers you know they were not really meeting up to that because a broken man cannot even raise another a man other than a broken man you know so it was just a vicious circle and as that continued it was just clear that this was what god wanted me to do and over the years programs conferences and i just find found peace in this so it's a great need in the society it's a great need in the world because we are all suffering from the impact of boys that were not properly raised our fathers our husbands we can see women suffering from crime yes. to, to to rape to leadership deep issues you can just see that you know i, I was writing something i wrote something a few days ago i say um um, 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 every every man was once a boy. So whatever man you see now who is not acting well was once a boy, which means if that man was groomed, then it will become what we want them to be. So that was how the passion came. And over the years, we've been running with this vision and it's been an, an exciting and a beautiful journey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. And, and for yielding to the call. Thank you. And the next question I would like to ask is, at what point do a boy translate into a man? So what's like, what's the, what's the cycle? At what point does he, you know, does a boy translate into a man? And who is even a man? When do I know that I'm a man? That I'm no longer a boy? Because most times <laughs> we see some men that are still doing boy, you know, boys. So at what point do we know what's the differences and the similarities of, of both, sir? Thank you very much. The adolescent age is, uh, is very crucial, very critical to the, um, you know, the transition period for boys from boyhood to manhood. And it's one of the most crucial in a phase in a man's life. And some boys start, you know, going through adolescence as, as early as 10, you know, going through puberty. Okay, so once they finish going through that process of puberty and then they, they don't transit into adulthood okay you see some boys at 16 at 18 they're already fully matured and ready okay so that is the phase but for me it's not just even about the age it's about that time where you come to the realization that oh you know i i, I need to do away with childish things you know there's a lot ahead of me there's a responsibility at stake and i'm entering into that to begin to enter into that responsibility and become what God wants me to be. Okay, so that transition period at adolescent is very crucial. Why you see so, more, so many, uh, a lot of men, you know, still having the attitude of boys is because 
they lack guidance at adolescence. They're having crushes, they're having issues. See a lot of men still be having crushes and here and there, just the way a teenage boy would do, because they lack guidance. Nobody was there to teach, to guide. So they transited into adulthood with the same mindset an adolescent had, because nobody was there to guide them that this is a phase. Man, this is what you should do as you transit. So they transit to the mindset because they were not fully equipped. So what most boys need at that time is equipping, is mentoring, is accountability. Who will model manhood, okay? But most boys at that phase, the men they are even seeing are people still behaving like children. And so they unconsciously think that is how a man should be. And so they transit acting the same way they saw that man, you know, act. So the place of mentoring, the place of leadership is very crucial for a boy, especially as an adolescent, because whatever he sees is what he becomes. Whatever they behold is what they become. So who are they seeing? Who are they visualizing? Who, 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 who is modeling manhood to them at that phase of life? Really, is really pivotal to what they will become. That's why most boys who say, oh, my father is always screaming and shouting, end up doing the same thing because so unconsciously they're adapting. It's settling in them that that is how a man should be. So this period of transition as adolescent is very crucial. A lot is a formative stage. And whatever gets into the mind of that boy, whatever happens, it was settles that that is how a man should be. So at that time, they need guidance. They need mentoring. They need somebody who hold them through a journey saying that this is how a man should be. This is how a man should express emotion. Oh, you have these feelings and crushes, but the ability to have self-control is what makes you a responsible man. This is my own story. This is how you should do it. Most boys don't. The internet teach them. Their emotions just teach them. Their parents just teach them whatever they, way they like. They see other men promiscuous or that's how a man should be. Oh, men are polygamous in nature because I see other men do that. And that's what they just translate to be. So that is the face. But who guides you? Who is holding you accountable? Who is leading you? Determines how you are going to transit into becoming the kind of man. So we can see that vacuum. It's a serious gap that young people are having. And we can see the ripple effect of that in the society. It's really a menace. Wow. Thank you so much for that, sir. Thank you. And I would like to ask this question, and the next one is like the major one, but this is just to lay the foundation. And it's, yeah. why is the male child so important? You know, and wow. why is it like a, a bedrock to many things happening to, to our world today? So why is the male child so important? Very good. Even though some people will not even share that narrative that they are so important, but we can't, we can't change the divine order. <laughs> we, 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 we will only try but we'll just be hurting ourselves. The man is a leader. And for me, the family is, is the strongest institution that will determine how the society will go. And the man is the leader of the home. Mm. Okay? And so the place of the boys is so crucial because they are the one that will determine how a family will run and how a family is run will determine how the society will go. Mm. So it's... it's that, that position is, is undebatable. Yes, sir. We're only trying to just, you know, struggle and kill ourselves until we come to accept that fact and begin to build men. It was Jonathan Edward that said that if our boys are not equipped to lead families, that the families of the next generation will have no leaders. And once the families have no leaders, the world have no leaders. Okay? So... So, so it's so crucial because of the place of the man, the role that God has given the man to play. That's why it's so crucial. 
because they're the ones that will be leaders, they're the ones that will be husbands, they'll be the ones that will be fathers, and their actions and inaction determines how the family is raised, and the people that will be flushing into society comes from this family. So any man that is broken or boy that get broken at home will also transit into the society and lead into a broken society. So we can't overemphasize that as being so, so crucial, you know. Even looking at the Bible time, you ask yourself, why was there a decree in the time of Jesus for every male child to be killed? In the time of uh, Moses for every male child to be killed? That alone should show you the, the, the importance, knowing that ah, when I wipe this out, then a lot is going to really affect a whole lot. And so it's been a raging battle that has been on for a very long time. And when our boys are lost, we can see it today. If you want to count the rape issues, is is the male autism? Is it drugs? Is it fraud? Is it criminalities? Is it insecurity? Is it leaders in the world causing trouble? It's men. That just shows us that the place of these men, you can't, you can't, you can't remove it. So what we now do is to raise them well. Because a man that is raised well will show empathy. A man that is raised well will be responsible. A man that is raised well will lead others well. We can't run away from the truth and the divine order that God has given. The onus of leadership is on them. And so when we raise them well, we'll have a better society. So that's why it's so important to raise our voice well because to determine how the society will flow. Wow. Thank you so much. So good. So good. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And the next question is, now, how do you raise a male child right? Because many times, many of us, we want to raise our children, you know, the way we were raised. We want to replicate ourselves into our children and, you know, and we want a different result from how we've turned out. So that means there's something that needs to change probably from the way we have been raised, you know, because we are, you know, we are, we are even in different generations and we need to come together, you know, and, and I mm-hmm. think that's what is actually happening because many fathers, many parents want to raise their children the way mm-hmm. they were raised and they want a different result. So how do you raise a male child right? Fantastic. I always tell people, you cannot fight a battle you are not aware of. And you cannot win a battle you are not prepared for. Mm. Most people don't even understand the need for us to raise our male children right. So they do it with all, there's no intentionality. First, I tell parents, do you understand the need to raise these boys right? You know, I was in a session where somebody was abusing, oh, any man that wants to, this is my daughter I'm raising, I know useless man will come. Me and that, I, I will kill them. All those useless, irresponsible men. That's I'm training my daughter to be okay. Who will now train the man that will now marry the daughter? Mm. Is it the spirit or from where? <laughs> if you're not intentional <laughs> about that, we'll only be speaking to the air. That's true. True, sir. Do we know there's a problem? And that's what I want people to understand that when there's a crisis, it's a menace. When a, when a deep mess, we need to know that we're in a serious battle. When we now understand that, ah, I have to be intentional. I have to be intentional to begin to cockate leadership from the, from an early age. Not that when you're at home and they say the mother is cooking and the boy just relaxed in the parlor, folds his leg and say, oh, it's a man. Let him just watch cartoon or play game or watch television. You're not intentional. 
When you go around communities, you see boys wandering about. Oh, when is a boy they can wander about? I was moving out somewhere and I saw a, a, a girl playing. I said, oh, why are you outside playing when you're not a boy? I said, oh, so it's a boy that deserves to be outside playing without supervision. We are not intentional. We don't even know there's a problem. And tomorrow we complain that that boy is not what he needs to be. So do we know there's an issue? Then they will begin to be intentional knowing that, ah, oh, this boy, we cannot, if he's a girl, we are careful with who we live with the girl. Ah, let them not abuse her. Let them not teach her something. No, but if he's a boy, he can live with anybody. If he's a boy now, ah, he's a man now, anybody can just stay. And that's how they will keep teaching them all manner of evil and, and very terrible mindsets. So we need to be aware they will not be intentional to know. Ah, this boy cannot just be ordinary. We need to be intentional. How do we inculcate values? How do we know we cannot just live with anybody because he can be introduced into something? How do we know that he cannot just wake up and cross his leg? We need to start teaching him structure, how to be responsible, how to be deliberate, how to do has chores, how to know that, oh, somebody is doing something at this time, you shouldn't be sleeping and watching, you have to work. How to know that, oh, a boy's duty is not just to watch cartoon or Ben 10 on Superman, but to learn responsibility. Aware of what is going on will not be intentional. So for me, I tell people, you need to be aware that it's a serious battle. And for me, from a very young age, they are beginning to inculcate values. How do we take the people in the house and say, ah, when a boy beats somebody, say, ah, leave with a boy, yo, please, you don't need to just the boy, yo, ah, is your, your brother or don't. We're very intentional. We're telling the boy, oh, you can beat, you can have your way and just manipulate anybody. We're not teaching empathy, all right? When a boy is, is, is crying at a young age, I say, uh-uh, why are you crying like a girl? Keep quiet. And don't be a girl. Keep quiet. We shut in their emotions and we're restricting their emotional expressiveness. There's no way you expect that boy to grow and have and show empathy. The person will become a leader. The, the country or the citizens will be crying and he's just there folding himself, laughing or traveling around because he has not learned empathy. He has learned to shut in. All right? That is where it all starts. How intentional are we early to inculcate values? To teach a boy that you can be expressive to teach a boy that when something is going on you talk you see men in the family their fathers are dying and they, and they, they, are, they are dying until they come and they will not speak and the boy is watching that oh when a man is struggling he has to keep quiet and just die in silence they watch to see their fathers not reading or not even going for a program or they grow to think oh a man knows it all he shouldn't do that i'm intentional so it starts from because a boy is a product of his upbringing Every man was first a boy, and whatever that boy is as a child is what it becomes. So when, when I see parents say, ah, my CCFO boy is not talking, he's always shouting, I say, how did you treat him as a child? Mm. You always tell him to keep quiet when he's crying. And when I hear the boys, they, ah, they don't allow me to talk. And now they want me to talk, I'm already become closed in. I can't let it out again. It's intentionality. But that intentionality is fueled by your understanding of the future. I want parents who are not just seeing the now, who are seeing the future, who are seeing the families ahead. This man will be a father. This man will be a leader. This man will be a husband. What kind of a man do I want him to be? How do I want him to express? How do I want him to show love and empathy? If we are not intentional, if we are not futuristic, if we are not seeing ahead, we will not be deliberate in court. For me, the intentional to inculcate value seeing the future ahead. When we do that, we'll be amazed at the kind of boys. Wow, wow, 
Wow, this is a masterclass on its own. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sure our listeners are really get value from this. And so, what I, what I want to ask again is that what about like a father or a parent that you know they haven't started out well. You know, they've neglected their responsibilities and they've not really, you know, they've given that free hand. They've not really done what they should do. But now listening to this podcast, they've now realized that, you know what, I think I have some gaps I need to cover up. So, how, you know, what is the first thing they do? How do they go about it? To, to, you know, to begin to cover up their gaps and so that their, you know, their male, their boys can be, can be raised well and they can turn out well. Fantastic. I always say, parents, start from wherever you discover your errors, start from there. It may not be, some, it might be late to start, but it may not be too late to start. Okay. I tell people recovery is very expensive. Ah, mm. I've seen people who have gone through, you know, helping a boy who have been broken to be restored, spend money. Is it on drugs? The cost is it? Is it fraud? Some of them, the, the case just looks so hopeless. Is it sexuality? Distorted sexual orientation? It just looks so sometimes so hopeless. And once you discover your errors, that's immediately. I run close mentoring sessions for boys, and parents come in, you know, they pay, they, we run programs, we get books. We say, invest. It's cheaper to invest than mm. to recover. No. Recovery is expensive. I've seen people who have spent their fortune in restoring a child and it's as if nothing is happening. It's like pouring water to a stone. Mm. When you discover you've missed this somewhere, start from there. If you're deficient, I say seek help. Parents say, oh, well, there are a lot of parenting platforms. I'm in a parenting program. I pay heavily for it. Yeah. I'm learning. Yes, Even sir. as a coach, I'm learning. I have books on parenting, as in, I have books I'm reading, so on parenting. Look at the piece book I'm reading now, Fatherhood Principle. I'm reading every day. They are, they are, they are programs. Some of you may need to get a coach for your son. You know, you might be deficient as you are learning, you are getting help. Get help. Pay for them to learn because it's more expensive to recover. Mm. And the parents start from we and for the fathers. See, there's a limit to which a woman can do for a boy. There's a limit to which a woman, no matter how you love your son, there's a level you get to there's some things they can't tell you. He wants to communicate with a man. You I tell, I tell mothers, do you have erections? Do you know what it means for a boy to have erections? You don't understand. Yeah. All right. Do you have nocturnal emission? You don't know what it means for a boy. You don't understand how a boy feels. It's different from how a girl feels. There's a level you get to that your loving, handsome son doesn't want to talk to you. He wants to confide in another man. And I tell fathers, wake up. If your husband is not ready to listen, you can strategically help him. Can get help. Get male coaches, they are, they are there, they are everywhere. Get them into boys' programs. Get them into mentoring sessions. Let them begin to help me. Get them to, you know, therapies that can help them unlearn early. Because when they become men and they are formed, people that are working, you know, in the field of men, you can see how difficult it is. You need to get them to come in for programs and listen. They feel they know it. What are you saying? What do you want to say? They say, forget this thing you are doing. That is not... I, I, I met a father who said, ah, this thing you are doing doesn't work. They broke my head. That's why I'm responsible. If I don't break my child's head, they will not be there. I say, look at... For you to think you even have to break your child's head for him to be responsible means you are not okay. 
Mm. Anybody who wants to break his child's hair before he breaks, it means something you're not even okay. But the man doesn't know he's not okay. To him, he's very okay. And until he breaks, he's a man become a head breaker. Until I break under person's head, he will not be okay. A lot of men don't they don't care, they don't want to know. All right. Let's begin to raise our boys. Because if your boy misses it too. You will suffer tomorrow for it. The marriage is not working. The family is not working. We are restless. I've seen parents who have high blood pressure, different ailments because of how bad their children have gone. Go have damaged whatever you can do to rescue. Start learning. Check mentoring, parenting platforms on social media. Get into programs. Pay. Learn. Begin to unlearn what you have learned. Get books. I've bought books upon books. This book has a way of shaping. Maybe you do, oh, this is where I am. Oh, this is a mistake I've made. Let me begin to correct. At that time, it might be difficult to really win that child back fully, but it can get help. As you are working, there's somebody trusted they can also pour out on, and they are getting that help. So no matter how bad it's gone, once you discover after this meeting, turn back and begin to get back to where you missed it. Something can still be done. May not fully, but at least you'll be happy you're beginning to make the right effort. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is loaded, and I'm sure our listeners are <laughs> getting getting value and getting things to do. You know, taking notes. So, so if you need to, oh, take, sure. if you need to, if you need to, oh, pause, sure. please just go ahead and pause <laughs> and take notes so that you can play again. So it's, it's ready for you. And so we're going to talk about, you know, some parents would say, "My boy is difficult." You know, mm. when you, you know, they, 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 you know so they will say that, oh, I've tried to do many things. I've tried to, you know, these are my plans and my vision for him. But he will not just yield. You know, I want him to do this, do that. I want to, I want to give him a coach, but he's not yielding. How do you talk about, how do you deal with a difficult boy that is not yielding to how you want him to be raised? Thank you very much. I always say to those parents, yes, if there, there are consequences for action. Most of those boys are because of what has happened in the foundation. Mm. And I think parents, we just, you know, most parents would like to live in denial. You know, I need parents to even first accept that I've made a mistake. To know that you, you, are, the, the, you, you are the problem, not even the boy. Mm. I've made a mistake. I've done, I've not been able to meet up. So some of those parents, I haven't tell them, you first go for a, go for a training, go for an emotional intelligence training, go for a, 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 a trauma healing training, go for, you know, when you know that I made a mistake somewhere, I missed it somewhere, let me even first heal. Because if you are not first healed, you want to heal that boy sick yourself. You, so many parents are broken and they want to make a boy heal. It can't work. You are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are sick, you want to make, get another person well. You need to be well first. So I tell parents, these are consequences of bad parenting, and you must know that consequences have is a price to pay for your consequences. So if a boy has been, you know, is 20, is 18, and is in that situation, you don't just expect that person one year to turn, no? It took him a long year to get to that bad state. It takes another long time to even to help him heal. I tell the parents, be patient in the process. And you go and heal. Heal so that you can help heal him also. So there are different issues that may be the reason why that child is doing that way. So they don't, they don't even want a coach. I've been in sessions where they but I don't want a coach because they've lost, they've lost trust in people because of what they've seen with their parents. I say, give them time. Let them be. 
when they when time you know comes, some some of those boys sincerely, some of them that they, they will try, they will try. The boy is lost. I'll just say, just keep praying. So I tell parents, there's no mountain too big that I can't crumble. Okay, even when it looks impossible and hopeless, stay in the process. Go and heal and give him time to heal. Don't say, ah, I've tried for one month, I'll give you a coach. Nothing is happening. But this boy learned this for over 10 years. I want him to unlearn in one month. Mm. Give him time. Keep exposing him. But at his will. At that time, I tell parents, when you have teenagers, you know, you are no longer just parenting. You are not a coach. You are negotiating. Yeah. You are talking. You are having conversations. Okay. This is why we should be. What do you feel? They are involved in the process, in decision making. Okay. When you want to set even consequences and rules. Okay. What do you feel? This is what I think. Okay. They all come. In, they, they are in agreement. They, 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 they agree. They even sign to it. They know that I own the process. So because of that, I have to abide by the process. I have to comply because I, I, I was involved in the process. You are not coaches. You need to negotiate. You need to know they are becoming adults. Okay, we can't. These are realities that we are denying. Some of us forgot that even when we are teenagers, we don't even want anybody to control us. Some parents act as if they were never teenagers. True. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know why you want to make sure that you were first a child, a teenager, because you became an adult and a parent? So that he's giving you children that also go through that phase. So that you remember that you went through that phase. The way you were stubborn, the way you were. Also doing your own to me, your own children. So we forget that we have crushes. I met the parents say, ah, how can my son be having crushes? Oh, they... I say, madam, you didn't you have a crush at your time? Have you forgotten? You forget so soon. You so true. You also wanted to be independent. You also like writing secret love letters. At the point, you also wanted to change your own hairstyle and, and be you forget so soon. Now your parents are not understanding what your parents are going. God allowed you to also go through that phase so that because it's giving you children who so that you will remember, but most of us forget easily. Give him time. At that time, he may not even want you to be the one. Get somebody he trusts. There must be somebody. And let the person co-parent, partner with you to help that child. There's no child too difficult that God cannot break. If we are strategic, if we are intentional, if we are skillful, not by shouting or yelling, it's intentionality. You need skill, you need strategy. And you do that by learning, by reading books, by going for training, by exposing yourself to heal first. Then you can gather the skill to also help another person. Be patient in the process. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm. Giving us so much. Thank you. And we'll be, we'll be rounding off now. So I'll just, you know, so I want you to talk about a single mom raising a boy child. You know, mm. he's doing it all by herself. What would you say to her? Because there's little things she can do, but that is what she has. So what would you say, sir? Uh, first of all, say thank you for your labor. It can be a lot of work, but I appreciate single mothers who are going, sticking their neck all out to see their sons are raised. I've seen a lot of them. I see some of them broken, traumatized, suffering from the ripple effect of a bad marriage, you know, or those that have lost their husbands. It's a tough time for single mothers. Sometimes when I'm speaking with them, you don't know when they just burst into tears. I will thank you for your labor. You are doing so well and I appreciate you. Nevertheless, there's a limit to which you can do for yourself. I said, oh, let's not talk to anybody else. You close him in. Okay, even though you don't want to talk to his father, no problem. I don't know the decision you've made, but there's a limit. There's a level that child will get to. 
He doesn't want to. That's your baby, baby, baby. To him, baby, what? I'm an adult. <laughs> All right. Yes. You know, I see some single mothers who, oh, he's 16. He, he, he he's not talking to me. He's not listening. He's not sitting here. I say, ah, <laughs> 16. Adults. I say, madam, it's not that baby you carry from the hospital when you gave birth to. This man is grown with his mustache. He's an adult. Let that reality dawn on you. All right. They are growing and they need a male figure. I wrote something on my page. Uh, it was captioned, my, my mother did my first shaving as a boy and I feel weird about it. Yes, and these are your feedbacks I've not got I've gotten from not just one or two boys, from many boys. Boys that are from single mothers. You know, you overparent. Oh, I can do what the whatever the man can do, I can also do. You can't be shaving a, a boy at adolescence as a teenager. There's no love in that. They feel weird. They can't tell you, but they, 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 are, they are damaged. Okay, you need help. You can, you can teach without even practicalizing. So that boy needs a male coach. He needs a male mentor. You can look for a male I, I mentor a lot of boys from single mothers. I have weekly mentoring session groups, some bi-weekly, some monthly, teaching them what it means to be a man. They, on, they can talk to me about their erections, about their crushes. I can't tell mommy. I love mommy, but there are some things I can't tell her. She won't understand. And the mother was like, I know, you and your boy talk. Cool. They see you as a father. They're not knowing how a compassionate man, a man that shows them practice. They understand. You can talk about crushes. You can talk about erection. You can talk about nocturnal emission. You can talk about puberty. They will understand. Because you've been there and you're Telling them what to do. So I tell single mothers, you are doing so well, but you need a male mentor. Your boy needs a male mentor, a male coach. Look for that person that he can trust. Have sessions, okay? Structured sessions where you can always go talk to that person, ask questions about being man, the you know, as they grow. You will see a lot of life. You see your boys will brighten up a lot to begin. Because if you don't get that, they'll be asking their peers about, and they'll be getting the wrong information. So the power of first mention is very critical. With, you need to be the first person to mention the writing so that when they see counterfeit, they're already aware of the original. A lot of boys, child from single mothers, are already introduced into the counterfeit. So, oh, he's quiet, but he's in his room with his laptop, learning things from the world on the internet that are not right because nobody is teaching him. The power of first mention is key. Let him get the original from the right man. And then when he sees the counterfeit, because he's used to the original, he knows that this is not proper and right. Please, your boys need a male coach, a male mentor that will guide him through this journey. Get help. I think it's very important. Wow. Thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I want you to just, you know, your final thoughts. What are your final thoughts about raising a male child right and how you know how, you know how if anybody needs to get in touch with you how can they do that sir okay first of all you want to get in touch with me um my organization is save the boys initiative so on all social media handles we are very active then personally with me you can go on ig ebuka underscore boys coach ebuka underscore boys coach on facebook you search ebuka obika then you see me i'm on linkedin i'm on twitter YouTube, you will see all there. Once you get any of our handles, you can always connect to us, okay? And you can reach out personally to the host you can if you need to speak to me personally. On a final note, I would say, we are really fighting a battle most people are not aware. Look at what is going on in the world. Exactly. Look at the number of men in prison, in juvenile homes, in rehabilitation homes. I'm, I'm, I, I feel so terrible when I see the alarming number of men. They shouldn't be there. 
That is not where God has called them to be. They shouldn't be in prison. They shouldn't be in juvenile homes. They shouldn't be in drug repetition. Why? Because of a vacuum that has been created. Okay? And we are still creating that vacuum. Look at the number of our boys on drugs, in fraud, criminal. Hello, am I back? Yes, yes, you are. The world is in deep crisis because of broken men. When are we going to start taking the initiative? I tell people, I say, if one rapist, there's a boy, is saved, a lot of girls are saved. That's the truth. When are we going to begin to deal with these issues from the root? Because if you save this girl, this same rapist will go to another place and bring for another girl, go to another. But when you save one rapist, a lot of mm. girls are saved. Every day I wake up and I say, who, which girl is a victim again? I'm, 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 I'm afraid. I'm like, oh, our girls are going through a lot in the hands of broken men. When the pandemic, when there was a spike in rape, I've seen some boys and that we are perpetrators on the, in the police station. How did you get here? So then we are broken. So then we are also victims of sexual abuse, struggling deeply, victims of pornography. I saw the alarming rate of of, of statistics of pornography, and I saw how boys have a, an alarming percentage there. It's a deep mess. This crisis all over the world, crisis of leadership. It's the men now, no empathy, no love. They don't care that people are dying. Hmm. Let's wake up to this reality before it turns, it's becoming unbearable. Let's wake up to this reality. Who is going to marry our beautiful, hardworking, intelligent women? And we are seeing broken ones. Women are not even seeing men to marry. What are we going to? What, what does the future hold? Do we understand what is going on? Let's begin to teach our boys. That's why we are here, teaching boys, going around, reaching out thousands and millions. Because we know that when our boys are saved, the future is saved. And I close again with the words of Jonathan Edwards: If our boys are not equipped to lead families, then the families of the next generation will have no leaders. Who are going to be the leaders of families? these boys what are we doing to intentionally raise them and to boys listening to me out there and young men you can make the change you can change the narrative let's need to be communities where we are going to talk to ourselves hold ourselves accountable talk about deep issues that pertain on we live look at a little suicide among men men are broken but we are not speaking let's begin to create avenues for us to learn and equip ourselves a lot is at stake and we need to arise and change the narrative thank you so much for having me once again, you can reach me on Save the Boys handle yes. or my personal um, my page on IG, Ibuka underscore Boys Coach. Thank you so much for having me. You have been an amazing work. God bless. You are. Thank you so, so very much. I've been blessed. And I'm sure our listeners <laughs> blessed. Sincerely, you know, I've been blessed. I've been impacted. And, and I'm sure our listeners have been too. Thank you so much. We really appreciate Thank you, you. For, for creating the time and for being here to be a blessing. And in no time, you. you see the narrative changed about the male gender and about boys Amen. becoming men. But, you know, Amen. God willing, by God's grace. And Thank you so Thank much. You. And to our Thank listeners, you. <laughs> so our listeners thank you for for tuning in to this episode i hope you've been blessed and you know as i said earlier you know in the conversation if you need to go over this episode over and over again please do and take notes so that you can action some of these notes in order to raise your male child to become a better man you know that would impact you know the society 
positively and make positive changes, positive, you know, impact into the in, into the society. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Total Man podcast. I remain yours, Oluwaseyi Akinshola. In all you do, keep winning. Thank you. God bless. Thanks for joining this week's episode of the Total Man podcast. You can check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Oluwaseyi Akinshola. As always, kindly rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can catch new episodes when they are released so that we can continue to bring you fresh and exciting content. Thank you.